Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. Freddie Wolf. It is 320 2023. Kickstart for you. Uh, coming to you live 100% from California. Yes, man. I'm back in Cali. Cali. <laughs> Cali. I don't think so. Yeah, man. Back in California. And it's, uh, it's exactly the weather's exactly the same as it is today in Atlanta, except for it's <laughs> freezing there, I think. It might snow. Yeah. Ironically, I'm working from home today, being Sunday. Uh, I'm working from home, and NASCAR, ironically, is in Atlanta this week. <laughs> I know. I I, uh, I, I could have gone. I, I had to. Uh, oh, we shot, gone, well, we shot the line of Motor Speedway, so I had yeah. the connection. And uh, the dude, the guy, Ted, reached out to me to see if I was, you know, if I was in town, if I was interested in going. But no, yeah. I wasn't. And I wasn't in town. It wasn't like, you, like even if you want to go to trucks on Saturday or Friday night, you couldn't. I mean, you were just too busy. Well, no, I mean, yeah. Well, Thursday, yes. Yeah, so here's the thing. I've been gone for nine weeks. Yeah. Went by pretty fast. Holy shit, nine weeks. Who knew? Um, yeah, I was on Megalopolis down in Atlanta. What? Yeah. That's a Francis Ford Coppola movie. That is. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. <laughs> crazy. No, it was fun. It was, uh, it was super cool. It's a long story how I got there, which I won't bore anyone with. Uh, no, they want to, you know, unless they want to call me in person. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was, but it was cool, man. You know, it's Francis Ford Coppola, and right. uh, you know, I got the call and uh, I accepted the admission, and I had a great time and um, did some cool stuff. Regardless of how big it of, of a movie it was or or show, maybe you did some TV. I know you did a lot of some streaming stuff, but. Oh, was this the first time you walked into something that was already like, yeah, I've never, I never, I mean, I was like, I literally got dropped into the middle. Like, you know, if it was, it's like being dropped into like, you know, occupied France. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe not that drastic, obviously, but, uh, it was wild, man. Like no prep, just kind of jumped, start, you know, you, you're dropped in and you're just, it's all the machines in motion. So right. you just try to stay ahead. You try to stay a couple of days ahead of the machine so you don't get crushed. Yeah, this is when your experience of just being on a variety of sets comes in handy, and, and, and that it's almost like you're you trained for <laughs> for yeah, something totally. like this. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, it's been training for this my whole life. Damn it, <laughs> yeah, man. But it was good. We uh, I went with good people. There was a there was a changing of the guard. Uh, you know, I never asked why. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. But you know, we went in with good people, and we were able to you know sort of just jump in and stay ahead, and you know. Kind of, uh, you know, like I said, just stay a couple of days ahead of them, have the set ready for the day it needed to be ready and, you know, worry about everything else until it was shot. So, yeah, it, you know, it's just one of those things you don't panic when you jump in. And um, for, here's the thing. In all of movie history, this is not the first time in our department has, or any department, camera, whatever, departments sometimes leave shows and, right. uh, you know, other people come in and they finish them. And that's what happened here. So, right. I'd never asked why no one, you know, it wasn't like rolled in there and just nobody like sat us down. <laughs> like says, So here's what, none of that. Right. And uh, yeah. And none of us asked because we're, we're just there to do the job. So that being said, it was, it was a great experience. I mean, I had some really, really interesting moments, lots of cool thing. I mean, I think people will be surprised how cool this is when they, when they end up seeing it, when it's all said and done some of the uh, things you were telling me about, I'm just, it's like you, it's funny. Cause like uh, every movie has spies, like, and, and it's amazing while you were gone, how many set photographs were showing up online. Oh yeah. I know. And it's, it's just dumb. 
I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I, you know, I've talked to before about how I'm not a big fan of looking at, you know, movie websites like I used to maybe 15 years ago when they were less prominent and less, I don't know, catty. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And also trying not to be the, the, be the first one on the block to put up bullshit, whether, whether they know it's true or not. It's like people just trying to get, look, look for hits and everything like that. But it was funny how often, what, what I do when I wind down at the end of the night, I'll bring up Chrome on my phone, you know, a, a new tab, and then it'll give me a whole bunch of news options to read, things that I'm used to looking at. And every couple of days, dude, there was something from Megalopolis. Oh, yeah. Just, totally. I'm like, why is this? I mean, obviously, I, I created the algorithm because I kept clicking on them, but this is one of the few times that I was like already aware of a movie that you were that you were going into, obviously for for, for I say for obvious reasons because it was already rolling before you ever walked into it. But this one is a big deal, you know. It's like for me anyway. I'm excited for my friend, but I'm also excited to see the movie because a legend is probably making his last movie, and I'm excited to see it. And it, what a cast, dude! Shit. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, it's weird. Here's the thing. Like, you know, I can't tell you how many people because I didn't count, but people just kept asking me. Like, nobody ever wanted to know. Literally, I got hundreds of phone calls, and I'm not. I'm being serious. Like, maybe at least a hundred people wanted to know. Oh, how bad? You know, nobody. All, all people wanted me to, was like, "What's going on there?" They wanted you to sling mud. They wanted you to tell you bullshit. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. I, I didn't even reply to anybody. I mean, I didn't. I didn't take anybody's calls. Uh, and I just never really got back to anybody, um, right. you know. So all those people, I guess, I still owe them a phone call, I guess, or <laughs> not. <laughs> but I didn't find the movie to be, um, you know, it was rough. It was hard because it was, it was work, and you know, it was it's a big movie. Right. It was an experience that I won't ever forget, and uh, I had a great time. And yeah. That's well, that's where I'll leave it. Yeah, that's where that's all that matters about it. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe when a when the movie comes out, we can. Get into yeah, we can re- we can revisit. We can revisit. We can talk about. It. There's a lot of stuff, but you know, I mean, right now they still have to finish the, the movie's a long way. Principal yeah. photography wrapped, and lots of pose for this one. Yeah, for now. I mean, yeah. I guess who knows? But my portion of the movie is done. There you go. Um, it, I I know we say we don't do this, but fucking Lance Reddick, dude. Yeah, weird, right? That was such a bummer, dude. It's like you know we we talked. Well, we talked about Bosch a lot on this show. Yeah, you, dude, I was going to say he's on my favorite fucking show ever, Bosch. Yeah, and he and I mentioned when he uh, was on Netflix's uh, Resident Evil, how he got to, because he always plays this very stoic, in charge, cool cat and almost everything he does. Now, he does that in Resident Evil, but he plays three other characters in that because he's a clone. And it's the only time I've ever got to see Lance Reddick, like, not be that guy that's always been the cool cat on the screen. He was so fucking phenomenal. In it. And I thought if that movie had, I mean, that show had gotten any kind of real recognition and had a good audience, maybe Netflix would have pushed for it because he was fucking amazing on it for, for as far as Emmys go. Shit. Dude killed it. But he killed everything. But it was great to see him play a part like that. So last night, Joey, of course, Joey's a big fan of his now because of, well, he watched Fringe for, you know, we're not done with it, but we we started watching Fringe about halfway through the first season. He knows him from the three Wick movies that he's seen to this point. Obviously, he's very excited for the fourth one. And, of course, Resident Evil. So last night, I put on The Guest, and I didn't tell him he was in it. He's not in it a lot. It's just at the very end, or I 
small part, but mostly towards the end. Yeah, he, he was super melancholy because when he found out about it, he was just like, he he's like one of his favorite character actors. For him, he's just really starting to discover those kinds of guys. And I guess, too, if dad's really into a, a certain performer, he is a little more drawn to it also. And he really, he was super bummed. You know, he's a very emotional kid. And he was, when he found out about it, uh, he yeah, he was a little bummed, to say the least. Of course, there's definitely a lot of questions, like what happened to him? Was he okay? I'm like, I said, buddy, from what I can tell, the family is being very low key about it. They're not saying it's cancer or anything; just saying natural causes. It sucks, and you know, because you 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 have, you like his work and you have an interest in him personally and what happened to him. But unfortunately, and probably it's good that you don't know. It goes back to the thing I just talked about. Dude, I, I mean, I I fucking discovered him on the wire like years ago. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't just, I didn't start watching the wire until shit. It was way after it was. It was already done. You know, HBO had already wrapped on it, and and I had before I kind of came around to seeing it. I mean, it's the same thing with Mad Men. I didn't care. <laughs> I I had I had the movies. I had I had the disc, but I just never got around to watching it. And, and let's not forget about his fantastic work as Agent Kleppers on Paradise PD. <laughs> Speaking of Lance <laughs> out of the box, I'm being to- I'm being totally serious. No, here. dude, I think Paradise PD is fucking great. <laughs> I forgot about it until you just said something. I'm just saying, uh, you know, so yeah, he, he was a well-rounded actor, man. Um, he, he could be funny. He could be, I mean, he was deadly serious when he needed to be. Um, also, you know, I mean, he, he's going to be missed. I mean, he, he's one of those guys that, you know, you, you might, you might not always remember he's in the movie, but when you watch the movie, you're like, holy shit, I forgot how great he was in that. Yeah. He's, I mean, he, I think he was in one of the animated Batman series too, right? He's like, he's like Thomas Wayne, I think. Um, he did a lot of voice work. I mean, because he yeah. had that voice, right? And he's in White House Down and, you know, all those fantastic uh, films with Gerard Butler. And uh, <laughs> Speaking of March Madness. <laughs> speaking of March Madness, it's a bummer and totally unexpected too. It was weird because it, it happened on Friday and uh, on Friday yeah. night I was, I mean, I so I kind of went to, I went to see the breeders and they kind of went heavy heart, right? you know, so this, for the show, you know, for the time, you know, for the two hours it was there, it kind of, kind of, it kind of did the trick, but yeah, I was, I was, it was bummed and as trying not to look too much, uh, social media and everything this week, just, you know, just yeah. because it's a bummer, man. Like, yeah. And you're rarely out there anymore. And then you got a really cool compliment from somebody about your, your work on bone. Oh yeah, um, and that I thought that was really cool. And um, but yeah, it's hard. And it's like I know since you've been having popping around, but but uh, Tyus Welver had had some really complimentary things to say about about Lance. And what's crazy is like how long he's known him. Tyus has known him for twenty six years. Yeah, he said in his right. tweet, "Oh my god, that's such a wild thing to thing to know somebody for that long in the business and for a lot of people. You know, how long have you actually been aware of?" of Lance's work. You know, for some people, they didn't even know who he was until they saw a Wick movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, for me, like my discovery of him was on The Wire. I mean, I mean, he'd been around long before that, but, you know, right. The Wire was when I first took notice of him. And then, you know, and then Fringe. Yeah, and, Fringe is so uh, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he's in a lot of shows that I really, literally got into and seen. I mean, honestly, I didn't even remember this until right now, but dude, he was also on Oz, um, you know, Back in two thousand one, like he was, he was John Basil, man. And I and I just thought about it right now when I'm just sort of looking. You know, I open this thing and it's like, you know, it lists his credits and you know there was Oz and I was like, oh, I totally forgot about Oz. So I guess that was probably his first big series. 
Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he would, again, he, he'll be definitely be missed. His work is just, like I said, it's those, it's those roles too, where he wasn't just that stoic guy. Like he, when he, when I saw the first John Wick in the theater and this, this tiny little movie and a couple of friends had worked on it and they said, Oh, go check this thing out before it goes wide. It's, it's a blast. And I'm like, I was kind of like, Oh man, I don't know if I want to see this kind of movie. Cause just cause I, it was a weird, I didn't know what to think. Keanu was kind of like in a weird space career wise. I didn't know what to think of it. And I came out of it. just like blown away, of course. But when he, when he gets to the continental, the very beginning and you see Lance it's like, I was just like, I didn't, I kind of like, I just like slid into a comfort zone. We're like, all right, this, it's going to be that kind of movie. Cause I wasn't that far into the flick. I think like 20 minutes in and there's Lance. I'm like, and I love that they kept using him more prominently, especially in the third one. They use him a lot in the third one. And Joey, like Joey was talking about that last night or Saturday afternoon, how much he was like, you know, how, how good of an actor is he was super bummed. So like, and now he's asking about a lot of things that he's been, I'm like, well, there's some of these things <laughs> we can keep watching this stuff. We can keep finishing the fringe, but in, and by maybe in a couple of years, we'll, we'll dive yep. into that stuff. It's a little more adult. For you, right you, you guys should, you know, another thing you guys should jump into corporate if you haven't seen it. Which one? Corporate. What's that? It's like, it's a comedy. It was, uh, I want to say it was on Comedy Central, maybe. Oh, I do remember seeing this. It's the, the Pat Bishop show. Correct. Yeah. But it's good times. It's fun. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. That, that, that was the thing I liked about his work so much is that he plays the straight guy so much. So when you see this one particular clone that he has in Resident Evil where he's just super peppy and happy and excitable, it's like it's it's a trip seeing it because... <laughs> it made me feel more like that was the real guy. You know what I mean? Instead of being the the steely-eyed, concrete-faced, don't fuck with me kind of character he usually played. Yeah. But here's the thing. When you're good at something, that's what pays it. Then you can do other things, you know? Yeah. Like Paradise PD. <laughs> like Paradise PD and corporate. <laughs> so there you go. Tell me more, more about the Breeder Show. Is it, I mean, was it still, it's still just the girls, right? It's a, the sisters, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, but I, I'm pretty sure it was all of them. I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was the, the, you know, the original lineup. Um, I think this tour is the last leg of the 30th anniversary tour. God, I think first, that first record came out in 92. <laughs> I can't digest these numbers, dude. Right. I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, it was a, you know, it was a little general admission, um, you know, standing room only kind of joint in Atlanta. And, uh, yeah, man, they sounded fantastic. Played the entire first album. Wow. Yep. I mean, it's, I mean, it's the anniversary. I mean, it makes sense. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that, you know, it's, it's, what, it's what people do now. Everybody goes out and tours and, you know, for that first record or their first, whatever the big record was. I think Weezer did that too, right? They did the Blue Album on their last tour or, or it's on this tour. I forget which one. No, I think it, well, I think it'll be doing, next year, 94. 94. 30 years yeah. old. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause when they had that summer tour last year that we talked about going and then you ended up, I think you went, you went to work. You went, you went to, uh, did you guys, is that when you went to Atlanta? That is, it is when I went to, yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, because we were going to go near playing Dodger Stadium. What was that show? It was Green Day? Green Day. Weezer. Weezer Fallout Boy? Is that right? Fallout Boy, maybe Blink 182. Oh, no, because Blink wasn't back together yet. Oh, yeah. And Blink was with somebody else. Could yeah. Or something. Yeah. That guy was rad. And by the way, the, the new stuff, I'm not digging at all. I like I liked the guy that came in to fill in for me. Their album that they did together was really good. I can't remember. I can't I'm totally blank on the lineup now. <laughs> But it was like Green Day, Weezer, 
Fallout Boy was on there. The Fallout Boy. Yeah. I thought there was a four, yeah. but it could, I, I could be wrong because that's a lot of that's a lot of music, even for an outdoor show. Yeah, at the stadium. Speaking of of outdoor shows and stadium shows, the last big show I saw U two play was at Dodger Stadium. But I'm bringing that up now because they put out a they put out a forty song release this past Friday where they redid forty songs and like rearrangements acoustically. And it's mostly just acoustic, and it's I don't care how you feel about U two, it's terrible. <laughs> Uh, I'm not a fan. I mean, you it, know me. I mean, like, like, there's some songs I don't mind, but I mean, I don't. Uh, I, it's know. not good. It's yeah, not well, good. I'm not shocked. Somebody is so bad that somebody who's like a massive U2 fan on Twitter said, hey, I just created the perfect playlist to go with this new album. And you look at the playlist and it's all 40 songs and it's all the studio versions of those songs. Dude, their last good record was 30 years ago. It was. And even then, and is it a completely good record? No, it's new. It's uh, new. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm only bringing it up because it just, it made me chuckle how, how not good it is. And they're cracking open the, because, you know, they're opening the sphere, the, the MSG sphere in Vegas. They're doing a residency there. <laughs> and um, which is supposed to be a wild experience. I'm not, I don't really care to see them there. But I'm looking forward to seeing a band like Gorillas or something like that. That's going to be a little more into the visual and the sound design. And everything. It's going to be a cool venue because I think they have that venue somewhere else too. Yeah, that'll be a good time when it comes around. But no, <laughs> I, I wish I would have gone to see Breeders. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, I'm sure they're going to. Yeah, probably. They played this little place called The Loft with this band called Wombo. I was going to ask you if they were solo or not, but. No, no, it was a band called Wombo Open for him. That's a great name. It was just down the street from uh, where I saw Mellencamp. Oh, yeah, he's back this week in L.A. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you're in Los Angeles this week and you want to see John Mellencamp, he will be at the, is it the Kodak or what, what, whatever it's called oh, now? They, they call it the Dolby? Is it the Dolby yeah, now? Yeah, the Dolby. The Dolby. Yeah. The Dolby. Because nobody knows what Kodak is. We're getting rain again. Thanks for yeah. bringing the rain with us. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it back. stopped. You know, it, it it the rain came and my suitcase didn't. Yeah, that's weird. At least the important stuff made it back. Well, I carried it on with me. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> right, I know, I know. I couldn't carry my uh, bag. Joey got a new skateboard. Skateboard? This is like, this is like his first skateboard. Oh, nice. Yeah, he went to the, during the mall and one of the, um, one of the employees there helped him pick out his wheels and his trucks and his deck and everything. Based on his inexperience and this, because I mean, he's a tall kid. That's a, by the way, that, that's a crazy height to be skateboarding for the first time, you know, to be 6'2 and be skateboarding the first time. But he's doing really well. I, I was inside when he was giving it his first run this afternoon because I had to wait for the rain to stop. Yeah, no <laughs> so shit, right? out there. So, no, but it's cool. He, he's digging it. He's like, I don't know how I feel about this helmet. I'm like, well, it's your bike helmet. So if you want to get you another, you know, another bucket, we can get you another bucket. But, for now, just use this. But, yeah, just put something on your head. Put something on your head, man. Yeah, he got a new haircut. So it was like, I'm like, oh, it would have been cool if you got it, you know, if you didn't get your haircut and you were skateboarding and your hair was flowing in the breeze, on, even under the helmet. Yeah, man. Especially even in the rain. <laughs> you could look like Keith Urban, Joey. Um, oh, no. Don't say that. <laughs> no one wants to look like Keith Urban. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Does she care, though? I mean, anyway. she looks like, Nicole, I mean, I'm saying she looks like Keith Urban. <laughs> Considering. Yeah. They're clones. 
So, hey, I, we talked about this. Dragon Slayer is coming out tomorrow on every flavor. You get you get your 4K, you get your eight uh, Blu-ray, and you get your you can get a steel book that's got them both in it. But there's a lot of good movies that are coming out tomorrow, or like at least anticipated titles. Not, and I'm saying so that's why I reworded that because Babylon comes out tomorrow. Oof, Babylon's on uh, Paramount Plus right yeah, now. Yeah, it's been it's been there for a while. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you know so we didn't uh, talk about it. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those movies that you, if you can get through the whole thing, you should you should get an Oscar. Yeah, for sitting through it or something. Uh, no, it's uh, we get uh, also or, a whole bunch of or get a life <laughs> or get a life. Seriously. I, I here's the thing I'll say about Babylon is like I, I appreciated the big swings it took, even if they never made contact with the ball. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's like hitting 172. You know what I mean for the season. I know it's not great. Yeah, your team is still 27 games out of first place. If you, you know, it's too. There's too many. I don't know. I, somebody compared this to uh, Bonfire of the Vanities. Oh, Bonfire of the Vanities is better. No, I know that's what I said. I'm like going <laughs> all right. Bonfire of the Vanities, once you get past, you know, it, it, it's actually, it actually has aged well. And I don't think it, I don't think it worked as well those first 10, 15 years of its, of its existence. But now I, I think it's really good. Not really good, but it's enjoyable. Well, by that, I'm, I'm saying in 15 or 20 years, the world's probably going to be over. So we're not going to know if Babylon gets better with age. <laughs> it's fitting that it's called Babylon at that point. Um, there is a whole bunch of other really cool titles coming out. Strange New Worlds is coming out. Star Trek is coming out on on Blue. So speaking of Paramount Plus, I was very surprised they're putting that out. Yeah, I think Benji Bakshi shoots that. I think. Yeah, that's the that's the the, the Star Trek series, right? Not the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Ben. I think Benji shoots that. Speaking of Bone Tomahawk. Speaking of Bone Tomahawk, yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun show. It's like a. a I was actually just surprised that it was being put on disc considering it's a Paramount Plus uh, exclusive, but there it is. Final Exam. I think Final Exam is one of those 80 slashers that I just don't think, I mean, everybody's heard of it, but I don't think everybody's seen it. And it's getting a 4K release tomorrow from Dark Force Entertainment, another small boutique that I haven't heard much from, but they're doing a 4K and Blu-ray release combo. I don't know much more about it than other than that. Dark Force is like, they put out, they're known to put out some really nutty stuff, like Freeway 2. <laughs> right. But if you were to look at their covers, oh my gosh, they did Stingray. It says Director's Cut too. This is that Chris Mitchum one. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Uh, oh man. But it looks like they put up, they put up a lot of small titles where they end up using the the newspaper ads as their covers. That's their, because they don't have anything else to, right. to put out there. <laughs> oh, and they had, oh, wow. They put out that, that movie, The Banker. That was the, the one with, with Forrester. Oh yeah. Right. Came, came out 89. That wasn't bad. Wow. Oh yeah. I was thinking, I'm sorry. I was thinking of movie Mars. That's another <laughs> weird, like no movie Mars. Yeah. It's another yeah. weird. No, no, small boutique, boutique company. Yeah. Yeah. They got some fun stuff. Oh my gosh, what are people wearing this? Anyway, so lots of crazy titles tomorrow from a whole range of big stuff to small stuff to some kids stuff. Lots of anime. I never mentioned the anime because I have no understanding of what's what. Joey was talking about it. About Do you guys ever talk about anime on this show? I'm like, no. He's like, why? Is it because anime? Anime? <laughs> anime? What's love got to do with anime? Oh, not that kind of anime. <laughs> are you are you talking about Wizard of Oz? What are you talking about? <laughs> 
Lulamay, Lulamay. Oh, that that was uh, that's Buddy Epson. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, give me a break. Uh, listen, they're all over the place. Come on home, Lulamay. Between Beverly Hillbillies and yeah, it wouldn't matter. Anyway, that's uh, that's all there is. We're yammering now because we got yeah, a movie I mean, show. To, we had a movie episode to record, and we're about then, to do it right now. But we're gonna get into that mess. Movie number four for March Madness. March Madness. And it just keeps getting madder. I, I you know if anybody listened to has already listened to um Mission of Justice, we keep forgetting the title for it. No, this not Mission one. of Justice. Yes. I know, but I'm saying, but we keep forgetting the title of the one we're about to record because I keep thinking Mission of Justice. I think I watched Mission of Justice twice. We kept talking about it. Um, but the bottom line is that a Mission of Justice, as we said in the episode, just isn't Sneak Eater Three. And your response was, well, what is? <laughs> well, what is Snake Eater 3? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, well but, you know, but that being said, Mission of Justice is after, 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 never mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Friday's episode and you'll hear what Listen it was. To we just Friday's episode and you'll understand. <laughs> All right. If you want to follow the show on on the socials, it's at Karate Pod on Twitter, Insta, and Letterboxd. If you want to follow Corey on Letterboxd, it's Corey underscore Culp, or on Insta, it's Culpert97. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll 33 on Instagram, or you can follow me at Mo Green on Letterboxd.com. That's Mo Green in the head of the five families at Letterboxd.com. Mo Green. That's why Alex Rocco is relevant. That's what I'm saying. There you go.